Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 72. Mr. Jim Palmer is in the house. And man, we're going to jump into his episode real quick. But first and foremost, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Man, thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to the earth and doing what you've done for us. But SEC... I want to wish you guys a merry, merry Christmas. And hey, if this is your first time listening to the Success Edge podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We really do appreciate people that are just now finding us um, here. Let me tell you real quick why we do what we do, because that is a huge, huge statement. Uh, You know, SEC, you know, Success Edge community, you've got to know why you do what you do. Um, You know, this time of the year is a great time to kind of pause, push the pause button on your life. And maybe take some, you know, a couple of uh, minutes, couple maybe a couple of hours, and talk about or write down in a journal or something like that why you do what you do, you know. So here at the Success Edge, we are all about helping you as a marketplace Christian, whether you're a doctor, dish digger, you know, truck driver, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you're uh, a superstar salesperson, you know, whether you're turning a wrench, you know, in a mechanic shop, it doesn't matter. This is for you, okay? This is for you. This podcast is for you as a resource to help you with stories, testimonies, examples, resources like books, um, and other podcasts and other audios that we might recommend or even just what our guests actually bring to the table, like today, Jim Palmer, all right? For you to actually kind of dig into stuff and to have a resource, to have a library, have something that you can glean from of being able to go and you know, hone your craft, okay, to be able to take your craft that you're doing in the marketplace and take it to the next level, because that's what God needs. God needs you to do that. God doesn't want some weak, wimp Christian out there. I refuse to believe that God wants you to be a weak, wimp Christian and keep getting your brains beat out, you know, by circumstances, by the enemy. We don't want that. We're done with that. We're done with low living, okay? We're done with, you know, small planning. We're done. You know, this is two. We're getting ready to uh, bust into 2015, guys. So let's change uh, everything. Let's take this up to another level. All right. So, episode 72, Mr. Jim Palmer. Now, here's the thing about Jim. Jim has got a lot of energy, man. <laughs> You'll hear it on the interview, and it is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to grasp. If you want to check out all the show notes for Jim, go to thesuccessedge.biz backslash 72 to actually get all the show notes, all right? Now, think about Jim. Jim's got a great testimony. He actually gets um, saved later in life and turns his life over to the Lord. And I'm going to get into his, you know, call to action, you know, that I pulled out of it, you know, and it's actually towards the end of the interview that he actually does it. But one of the things I do want to point out is that Jim gets on his face And submits to God and says, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. And you know what? God gives him a vision of what he's supposed to do. SEC, I know you're going to enjoy it. Let's catch you guys on the other side. 
So what's going on, Success Size listeners? Tyler McCart, man, uh, I got... I got one phrase for you. We're going to light it up today, okay? I just got <laughs> our guest Jim Palmer has uh, has already gotten me jacked already about talking to him today. And uh, gang, just a quick snapshot: uh, Jim's got a powerful story of overcoming uh, cancer. Uh, of also, he's got four kids as well. He's got an awesome wife. He's got a six-figure, multiple businesses actually online that are producing six figures. And, man, this is going to be a prime example, uh, guys, of how to go to the next level in the marketplace as a Christian and be successful. So, Mr. Jim Palmer, welcome to the Success Edge, buddy. Tyler, how are you, man? I love your show, Marketplace Christians. It's awesome. I mean, we just need to be a little more powerful with our with our usually meek voices about who we are and what we do. So I'm loving your show, brother. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. Well, you know, Jim, go ahead and kind of introduce yourself a little bit more, uh, go into a little bit deeper dive, and also tell us how you became a Christian. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I am a, uh, a, a blessed human being. Um, I came to faith 13 years ago. Uh, before that, um, I, I lost my job when I was 42 years old. I, as you mentioned, I, I have four kids. They're all grown and gone, but at the time they were teenagers. And um, I went through 15 months of unemployment. Uh, and kind of one year into that is when I was first diagnosed with cancer. So it was, um, you know, I look back on it now, Tyler, with the with 2020 clarity. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a book, and I, well, already here we are two minutes in, and my mind's like going a zillion directions. But that's all right, you know, man. Let's roll. <laughs> uh, you, I don't know if you're familiar with the book. There's a series called The Man in the Mirror, Pat Morley, and um, he leads a ministry out of Florida. And um, after I came to faith in um, in uh, September 2001, that following Father's Day, the men's group in our church that I, that I belong to gave out this book. And for me at the time, even though I was a brand new and kind of on fire Christian, I'm like, okay, this. This is a this is a, this is a, a Christian book. I mean, I read business books, you know. Right. <laughs> I read novels, and so it sat on my on my nightstand for a while. Then I picked it up, and Pat, in the very early pages, talked about his successful business. So that that got me going, and I kept reading it. And it's told the story of how Pat um, lost everything, and you know, turned his life around. But the seven seasons refer to season three is that God loves you so much that He will often put you into a season of crises, okay? And that season of crises is meant to do one thing, to bring you to your knees, which he certainly did with me because at 42, he was not pleased with the journey I was on and how take how long it was taking for me to come into a relationship with Jesus. And so when I finally did that, the next season is uh, of, of is rebirth and then renewal, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I liken it, Tyler, to almost like when you go into the the military or the Marines. You know, they have to break you down yeah. and then turn you into a Marine. So, yeah. you know, the the fifteen months of unemployment and debt and facing cancer and all the really 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 hard times I went through were all for a reason, and I would not change any of it today because it's actually made me a, a better man. Absolutely. And Jim, was it, you know, was it actually a person or was it just kind of, 
you know, that brokenness that happened to you that caused you to kind of come to the saving knowledge of Christ? Was that what well, happened? Or You know, my wife, Stephanie's been a Christian you know, her whole life, and mm. we've had some some friends and neighbors that were praying for me for a long time. And yeah. it's not like I didn't, I didn't not believe in God, but I certainly didn't have a relationship with him. I was not regularly attending church. It's probably more like a, a C&E, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Christmas and, and Easter, baby. <laughs> yeah, and, and only because I felt immense pressure to do so, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but, you know, I, and slowly as, as uh, I went through that whole thing, you know, I felt myself drifting a little bit more towards uh, I need help, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I held on to, and so I'm, I'm sure there's probably a lot of men listening to this, yep. men more than women tend to hang on to their title mm-hmm. of, as, as to who their, what their identity is. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm open to a relationship with God, but you know what? I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm in charge of my career, you know? I can handle my career. And I yeah. think that's really, when I look back on it, why, why God put me through that. He took away my career, took away my identity. And um, there were several times over that year when I, I had a few interviews, had some real close um, opportunities. And as soon as I started thinking, okay, I'm going to get back on track. And I started looking at salary and how soon can I buy my boat? And this, and I, my head went right back to into the material world. Yeah. And so, boom, guess what? I didn't get a job interview or, mm. you know, a job offer in some cases. But, you know, it was a... Um, it really made me realize um, after uh, in late September, you know, after I watched, you know, that whole September 11th thing had a devastating effect on potential job uh, offers that I had and things like that. And yeah. what I realized is that I, I basically got I, after surgery for three weeks. I didn't know if my chance of being alive was 50, 50 or 80, 20, depending on what stage of the cancer I had. And, mm. and it broke me down so much. I, I got on my knees and I turned my life over to Lord. And mm. instead of for the first time in, you know, 14, 15 months, instead of praying for a job, please help me find a job. You know, I need a job. Can you help me do this? I tur- I said, I don't know what to do. I clearly recognize that I've messed things up. I'm not in control. You are, Lord. Tell me what to do. And literally, almost instantly, I got such a clear signal that I was to become an entrepreneur and start my own business. Mm, wow. Man. That is... Yeah. <laughs> what... I mean, what a process, Jim. Golly, you, man. Hey, if you got... Do you have two minutes? I'll, I'll add... I'll make it even better with that <laughs> yeah, story. Go ahead, man. You made it pretty good so far. So, so uh, here I am, brand new, and I felt God spoke to me and said, start a business. And I, I mean, I felt that my, my chest felt like high and light and full. And I mean, I had this feeling come over me like, you know, I felt when I, when I accepted Jesus as my savior, I, I felt better. I, I physically felt better, yeah. but then, um, I, I actually said, and I was, I, I actually bought some books, how to pray and all this. Cause I didn't know anything. And, um, said, just have a conversation with the Lord. I remember one of them saying, and so when I, when I came across this, um, or when God said, you know, start a business, I, I prayed again. I said, Lord, I don't know if I've got this correct or not. And frankly, I don't have any time to waste figuring out if I've heard you correctly. And I don't even know if I can do this. I said, but can you, if, if I'm supposed to start my own business, can you give me three signs that I have it right? Yeah. And um, within one week, I had all three signs. So wow. um, 
The first sign was my wife got a promotion at work, um, and so that meant more money for us. The second sign, three days later, Congress passed another six-month extension of unemployment because the economy was bad at the time. And then with the whole, you know, the whole um, Afghanistan potential yeah. war with the yeah. Taliban, everything. So they passed another six months. So I, I was going to have, you know, still some more relief financially coming in a little bit. And then um, about five or six days later, I went to the Y where I was still exercising. And, and I walked in and there was a guy that I regularly see. I won't call him a friend because we don't socialize, but you know how when you see somebody all the time. Oh, yeah. And I, he said, um, I said, hey, Bill. And he goes, hey, Jim. And then the question which I've had for 15 months, how's the job hunt going? And I said, not so well. And he goes, dude, why don't you just start your own business? Mm. And that was it. That was three signs yeah. inside of a week. And so that yeah. I started my business in October 2001. You know, in, I mean, isn't that awesome that, you know, how God orchestrates events, you know, to set you up, you know, because I mean, you were still, I mean, how, I mean, you were still a baby Christian Absolutely. at the time, Jim. I mean, you needed some kind of guidance to be able to, and I, I feel like, I mean, obviously you were a successful, you know, entrepreneur and that anointing that you felt come over you when you did accept the Lord and you felt like you needed to go into business, you know, that was an, the anointing on your life. And golly, man, this is going to be a good interview right off the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> it's going to be good. Well, Jim, obviously you being in business for yourself for some uh, for several years now, you know, do you have a scripture verse that is kind of your anchor, is kind of your bedrock that you kind of cling to, you know, in the marketplace? I do. Um, it's a short one. It's it's uh, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God, mm. because Every day as an entrepreneur is a journey. We'll say it's a journey because, yeah. you know, you can struggle. There's, you know, all kinds of issues you face. And, I mean, frankly, every day as a human being is, is a, can be a challenge. And so we face things every day, and all of a sudden you start to worry. And God tells us in the Bible not to worry. He said, I, I feed the birds, you know. <laughs> what makes you think I won't take care of you? And, uh, and so I fully know that. But the minute you start to show worry – and you go, okay, God says, don't worry. So um, I really feel that. Be still and know that I'm God. Hmm. And um, one, of the, one of the things that backs that up is um, it's actually not scripture, but it's a real quick story. So um, I've been part of this uh, ministry where we repair homes for low-income folks at, yep. at no cost. And um, my very first um, time getting involved with this about six years ago, um, it was kind of an elderly gentleman. I'm just going to place him about 80, 85, worked in the steel mills his whole life. And um, so we're repairing his home and and, uh, you know, part of repairing the home is somebody – you kind of take turns where while doing the work, somebody kind of sits and talks to this person because really the, uh, the, the, re, the idea of this nonprofit is we repair homes, and that's the vehicle in which we can show the love of Jesus Christ. So right. we, we engage with the homeowner. And so if you do a little less on a work day but you engage with them, that's a good thing. Yep. So this particular day, I was engaged with this man who didn't say much, very quiet. I could tell he was probably a little uncomfortable having – you know, have a dozen, you know, middle-aged white guys come to his house and not only that, but just doing all this work for free. But, you know, he was very appreciative, you could tell. But I started talking to him and I, and I said, well, you've been married a long time. He said, well, this is my second wife. And I said, oh. And he said, um, you know, I'll tell you, when I, um, when I got back from the war, he said, um, you know, my wife gave birth to our son and within a year, uh, my son died, and six months after that, my wife died. Mm. And I said, Mr. Jones, I said, I looked at him, and I said, that must have been 
horribly difficult to go through. And he looked at me. This is like for the first time because he kind of looks down a lot. He looked at me in the eyes with these old eyes and he says, son, God doesn't make mistakes. Hmm. You know, he said, yeah. if he was going to do that, he must have had a darn good reason. Someday I hope I get to ask him about it. Right. But God doesn't make mistakes. That's for him to decide. I, I have, I mean, you know, Tyler, that's like going on almost seven years ago. I've never forgotten that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I really, I mean, just kind of going back to your scripture verse, you know, that just to be still and know that I'm God, I mean, that, that encaps, encapsulates just so much of the essence of, you know, not trying to figure everything out. Right, Jim? Yeah. I mean, I, it actually, I was doing a study. Um, actually, one of my mentors actually sent me uh, an email about that whole entire be still. And that be still in the Hebrew means actually rest your hands on your hips. Mm. Actually drop your hands. Okay? Meaning that... Stop trying to put your hands into everything and try to do everything. Let me do what I need to do, you know, basically. And, man, Jim, that is a, golly, it's a powerful story and also just a powerful scripture verse, you know, to remember as an entrepreneur or, you know, anyone in the marketplace to to not try to figure everything out. Exactly. You, know? you don't man. have to have all the answers. No, not at all. Man, that's great. That's great. Now, Now, Jim, I mean, with that being said – you know, that you don't have to have all the answers, but, you know, I want to hear, you know, because you're successful and, you know, and probably from a world standpoint, you know, people probably view you as successful, you know, in the marketplace, but, you know, tell, tell the success as community, what it means to be successful as a Christian in the marketplace. What does that mean to you? For me personally, it means remaining um, faithful. I mean, God calls us to be servants. And, our, you know, when you ask anybody, what's your number one job as a Christian? It is to honor and glorify God. That's number one in my world, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so when you can lay your head on the pillow every night, did I honor God today? Most of us say, oh, crap, no, and you beg forgiveness for your sins, right? right. But for the most part, when you're making decisions, so as a business owner um, – there's an expression, and uh, so I'll share it with you now. A friend of mine shared it with me a long time ago. He goes, no matter, you, no matter what's going on, you are always playing to an audience of one. Mm, yes. Isn't that awesome? Man. So if you're sitting there, by, let's say you're a, a solopreneur. you got a home office, a lot of time by yourself. God is watching, man. He is. You are always playing to God. And if if he sees you like get shady on your expense report or your taxes or some vendor sends you something one too many and you don't call him and send it back or whatever, you, you are, I feel you're being tested all the time. Mm. And um, God is always watching. So you're always playing to an audience of one. So I try every day to uh, make sure my actions, to the best of my human ability, are bringing honor and glory to God's to God. Man, that is, <clears throat> golly, SEC, y'all getting this? <laughs> <laughs> we lined it up, baby. I love this. This is great. Because, I mean, man, if every decision that we can make can be filtered through that statement of, you know, playing for the audience of one, you know, and knowing that, you know, that, hey, God, God is is there right in the midst of that business transaction that you're trying to do, you know, or that resume that you're putting in, you know, for at the time, you know, he's right there in the midst of it. And are you honoring and glorifying him with that action? Right. 
I mean, that, that is, that is the essence of success, you know, and that's a great definition of honoring and glorifying God and being faithful and remaining faithful. And the, and the cool thing is, Tyler, that when you look to serve others, see a lot of people, they get into what I call in, in my coaching role, they get into cash flow mode. So I got to make decisions. I got to get more sales. I gotta, but when you, when you can remain focused on how do I serve others? How do I bring value? How do I add value to my clients? How do I, you know, how do I serve and make a difference in this world in a, you know, in an honorable way? I think that is really the essence of a successful business. When you're out there just trying to do one transaction after another, you're, you're really not focused on serving others so this whole thing about serving others and, and i mean that has a lot to do with everyday life but it clearly has a lot to do with business and and when you when you use language even as a christian like serving others instead of hey go close more sales right. you know that really affects the way you look at business i've been in business a long time i remember going through the recession of the early 80s what we now refer to as the carter the carter years and the business i was managing at the time was really struggling and at the time tyler i learned that the more love I can heap on the current customers I have, because I, I recognize that there's fewer and fewer newer customers coming in the business, so I had to heap love on the customers I had. I therefore got a better relationship with them. They appreciated me. It was very reciprocal, and, and the business did okay. But I, 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 the way I kind of pre-frame what I learned then and, and what I carry all these years forward is that when you view each and every customer, client, or patient, whatever, you're, whatever you do well, – I'll just use the word customer – but when you yeah. view every customer relationship not only as important to your business but critical to your survival, hmm. that has a lot to do with how you handle that customer. So, you know, if a customer let's you know, customers can sometimes not be easy to work with and sometimes they can be demanding. But when you approach it from a position of service and if if this if it goes bad with this customer, it may not be good for my business. In fact, it could put me out of business. It's very clarifying as to what you should do to make that customer happy. And I think when you do that, and again, just you use the lens of I am here to serve my customers, it makes it very easy on what you should do. And so a business lesson kind of wrapped in this is not to have a such a short-term, what I call a green eye shade thinking view for all my accountant friends who look yeah. just at the P&L. Yeah. You, you need to be okay with sometimes foregoing short-term loss in profits to have a very long-term successful business. Yeah, uh, Kyle Lee. Mm. You know, I'm reminded of a interview I did recently, uh, Deacon Hayes, uh, Well-Kept Wallet, and he mentioned about how is your relationship capital, you know, and that is exactly, you know, by investing yourself into serving those customers, you know, because really, in essence, you're serving the Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> when you get down to it, I mean, how you serve others is actually how you serve the Lord. And, you know, uh, that's that is so good to to look to serve others and also not to have. Do you call it a green eye? Green eye shade thinking. I, I always think of you yeah. know, in the old days, the accountants had those green eye shades. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's why I call it that. <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, you know, Jim, I mean, did it. Did this kind of play? I mean, obviously on Success Edge, we love stories. And with a story of, you know, maybe a setback or failure that happened to you as a Christian in the marketplace, you know, do you have that? I mean, did you have to go through a transformation, you know, for yourself? I mean, because, you, you know, you, you got saved at a you know, later age. So, I mean, here you are. You might have had to kind of, 
you know, rethink some things, you know, did that kind of help out? You know, that cause a little bit of failure and a little bit of, you know, as a Christian in the marketplace, is that transition? Or is there another story that you had that was a failure that you said, man, I messed up on this side right here, but this is what I learned. Is there, is there a time? Can you take us to that time? No, I've never failed in my life, Tyler. Next question. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, Honesty, you know, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. No, and by the way, some people go, oh, I don't fail. I just have you know good experiences. And by the way, I do believe that. I'm not making fun of that. I do believe when, you, when something doesn't go your way or if you do want to call it a failure, which is the opposite of success, you, it, can either, it can either hurt you, bring you down, or kill you, or yeah. you can learn from it and move forward. Mm-hmm. But so – Having said that, a little bit of philosophical mumbo jumbo. You know what I mean? Um, So when I was, so probably about two years into, uh, so it's probably now um, 2003 or four, and my business is my my first business is growing. um, But I was again, I I, I would describe myself as a new on fire, you know, Christian. I really wanted, and I got involved with this organization called the Christian Chamber of Commerce, which I thought, oh, cool, you know, is business, but it's also Christians and and they, you know, the, the executive director qu- quickly tapped me for several positions. The problem was this was an hour from my home. And so if I wanted to go attend a meeting, it was two hours round trip plus the meeting. And as my business was growing, I started looking at it like, okay, this is getting to be a huge time suck for me. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I should be growing my business and this and that. There was one time when the, uh, there was a woman executive director asked me to go, uh, lead a uh, kind of a breakout session on how to network and how to go to you know uh, these chamber meetings and things like that how you can interact without just saying here's my business card can you help me you know what I mean and so I said I would do it and um, so I really you know because of the way traffic is I have to uh, drive through Philadelphia it's over New Jersey and Mm. the whole you know again it was an hour plus if if I didn't if I left later it was an hour and half so i get up really early and i'm driving down the highway I get there then i'm driving home and it's about 10 30 11 o'clock and i think the devil was playing with me because my mind is going to all right stop all this you cannot be burning all this gas and energy and get focused on your business get focused on yourself and i'm starting thinking yeah maybe it's time to pull the plug on this and then my cell phone rang and um well, I guess I'm a little embarrassed. I picked it up and I'm talking to myself on the highway. But it was a prospect that I've been talking to. Who said, "Jim, really love you. Want to get going? How soon can you can you get us a newsletter done?" And of course, I smiled and said, "Hey, you know, we can get started right now." And, and when after I hung up the phone, I said, "You know what?" Here I was bemoaning because I always heard that you take care of what you need to do and God will take care of you. You serve others and God will make sure that you're provided for. And so I think that was that was a bit I I didn't it didn't even take me days. I knew it instantly when I hung up the phone. I said, "Okay, God, I get it. I'll stay engaged. I'll keep helping others. No, absolutely. And did I mean, were so you you were. So did you actually do the do the session prior? You know, was that what you were coming back? I had done whenever? the session. I mean, I this was something that this organization was putting on a big um, uh, kind of an event, a two day event where there's booths, you know, booths and networking and speakers, things like that. So this was a thing where several times a week I was going over there. So it really got to be quite cumbersome and um, for my schedule. And that's when I started reeling back a little bit like, OK, you know. I know I'm helping. I know they appreciate it. Like any organization, they're they're light on skill and talent and, and need volunteers. I mean, I was volunteering. Let's make that be known. Yeah. Just just for mindset, not that I want to pat on the back. But and so then when I again, I was starting to figure. 
uh, all this time for the last two weeks going back and forth to Jersey is the time I don't have to go out and build my own business. That was what was going in my head. And so that's why when that call came in and I was awarded a new client from the Lord, I said, okay, God, I get it. I'll stay focused on what I'm doing and how to serve your kingdom in a bigger way, and you're going to take care of me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I'm actually reminded of a scripture verse that sums that up really well. It's actually Ephesians 6, 7, and 8. And it says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of each one for whatever good he does. And I mean, Jim, that's, you know, whatever you make happen for another, God will make happen for you. You know, that's kind of what you were, what you, the aha moment or even, you know, where that you might have said, man, I, did I screw up? You know, am I just going, you know, spinning my wheels by going out here, driving an hour this way and then doing an hour thing and then I'm driving an hour back? You know, God was still going to take care of you. That's you know, right. Even during that time. Well, he always does. Even at my, even at my low, when I was, we were really, really tight on money. I mean, we never missed a meal. We never got behind in our mortgage. I mean, I was doing odd jobs. My wife was working a couple jobs. I mean, we did what we had to do, but it was not easy. But God always provided for us. Absolutely, absolutely. And and in that, you know, Jim, would you say that there was an aha moment, or is there another aha moment that kind of led you to greater success? You know, as a Christian in in the marketplace. Yep, and um, so. This was one of the things I started learning. You know, there was a time in my life going to church when the offering plate would come by, and I thought putting five bucks or, heaven forbid, I put $20 in there. I thought that was big time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, and so when I started learning about tithing, I thought, 10%? No way. You know, good Lord, that's a lot of money. Part by expression, but you know that's kind of how some people think. And I kept learning about, and I, I remember. So I, I I joined a men's Bible study uh, Thursday mornings at six thirty. I still go thirteen thirteen years later. We still meet on Thursday mornings at six thirty. Hmm. But I remember asking one of the guys there, and I said, "So just out of curiosity, if you're going to be uh, tithing or you know giving back, do you do it on gross or net?" And the guy said, "Do you want to be blessed on gross or net?" <laughs> 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 so that was a that was kind of a cool way of saying, you know, give, man, give with an open heart and give freely. And then another mentor of mine early on said, um, this woman said, Jim, you cannot outgive God. Mm. I'm thinking, what do you mean? She said, the more you give to others, don't hold on to your money. First of all, it's not yours. It's God's. Everything is God. So get that through your head. Yeah. But the more you give, the more you will get back. And you just have to have faith. And that's when I started learning about faith. So I started moving up from 20 to maybe 50 and 100. And eventually, within you know not too long, we started tithing. And we have actually been at a point where we would be called ourselves Tithers Plus because I've done very well. Yeah. And um, so there's several local charities and, of course, our church. So we, we give a pretty nice amount of money under, you know, on your tax form, what you would call charitable contributions. Sure. And it's no surprise, Tyler, that the more I gave for the last five, six years or so has been the greatest growth in my business and what I, what I always describe in my regular business interviews as a crappy economy. I mean, it is difficult out there for small business owners. We'll just be honest about it, right? And But I have had massive growth for six years in a row, and it's uh, no one will ever convince me it's not because the amount of our uh, – whatever that line item is has grown every year for five to six years because Man. 
because you can't outgive God. Absolutely. Jim, man. Mm, Jim. You wish man. we had another hour, didn't you? Oh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Jim. I've, w- let's camp out here, okay, mm-hmm. for about the next two to three minutes. And I want you to unpack this tithing thing. Okay. Okay. Because I know that a lot of my listeners, or at least uh, several of them, yeah, they believe it, but it's like, uh, it's kind of like how you were. You were. It's like, yeah, man, you know, let's throw five bucks in the offer plays, man, maybe 20 bucks, but man, that's, that's as good as it gets. And, but you've seen the other side of this to where that you say, man, the, I can't outgive God. And the more I give, the more blessed I am, you know, and, Unpack that a little bit more. What was the mental process to get you over that hump, Jim? I guess that's where I want you to go with that. To we, unpack well, I that. didn't go from twenty dollars to you know fully ten percent or more. I worked my way up, but the more it was interesting. It was almost like a little game, and because my business can be—I mean, I don't know exactly what I'm going to make this year, right? So you know, every quarter my CPA comes out, and we kind of look at it, and I kind of see where I'm going to be. And last year I was—I'll say—significantly over ten percent, and I'm like. And I actually went back to my group and I asked them, I'm not going to say the numbers, but I said, man, I'm way over. I mean, I'm not going to cut back next year and make it balance out. And they said, Jim, you you already have been overly blessed or very highly blessed but you know this is god knows what's going on he 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 knows every hair in your head he knows exactly what you're doing and so part of it has to do with faith i, I remember this story i, I actually i think a, a pastor shared it in a sermon i'll i'm going to condense it for you but sure. basically this guy you know let's say he started out making ten thousand dollars a year and he was a tither and so he, he gave a thousand dollars to uh the church. Next thing you know, he's making a hundred thousand dollars a year and he was donating ten thousand dollars. Next thing you know, his business got wildly successful and he was making ten million dollars a year. Hmm. And he went to the priest or the pastor and he said, You know, I'm uh, to be honest with you, I've, I've always tied, but I'm a little uncomfortable. Am I supposed to be giving, or do you think it would be okay if I don't give a million dollars on my ten million? I mean, if I was to give half a million, I'm, I mean, that's in the in the in the priest goes, let me make it a little comfortable for you. If you're more comfortable tithing at the $100,000 a year income instead of a million, I'm sure God can accommodate you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, but so let me say another thing about tithing. It, it, you know, we basically faith is faith for a reason because it's it's you know there are so many things we don't understand that we can't see touch and fully say okay two plus two equals four well in a relationship with god you don't know when he's going to do things you don't know why he's going to do things so you have to have faith that he knows what's best and so as i started growing in our giving um it my business started growing and i and i did not miss that correlation the other thing uh, a gentleman taught me in, in my Bible study. He wants more than your money. He wants your time, and he actually wants more of your time than your money. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I got involved in this nonprofit, and I serve on the board. I'm on several committees. One Saturday a month, every month for six years, we donate a, an entire day where we're out there repairing uh, some stranger's home. Um, and so all of that. So if somebody's actually a little uncomfortable with money, or they think they don't have enough right now, then get involved and and with some local ministry serve somebody there's always going to be somebody less fortunate than you and i don't care how far down you are there's going to be somebody less fortunate but god definitely wants our time and our money that's how in my that's my view that's how he views um giving back 
No, absolutely. I mean, if you want to see where anybody's heart is, let's go to their calendar and let's go to their checkbook. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that'll tell be the telltale of where your heart it really is. You know, and that's Jim, man, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of give us a little bit more insight into, you know, because I, I can testify the same thing. I mean, I know personally that I've been able to give, you know, above 10%, okay? You know, and I look at that as, you know, call it seed and, you know, um, a seed of faith into certain things that I'm, you know, expecting God to, to work with me on. And I can do a whole other show on all that right there. But, man, Jim, that I appreciate you unpacking that a little bit more right there. That is so good. Absolutely. Jim, you know, is there um, kind of wrapping down a little bit, Jim, is there a, you know, is there a certain project or, you know, thing that you're stepping out with today that you're excited about, you know, within your business that, you know, you're taking a step of faith with right now? Yep. And it's called uh, Dream Business Academy. So, you know, I've, I've run a uh, coaching program for entrepreneurs and small business owners for um, going on six years now. But, um, you know, a couple of mentors of mine have been after me to uh, start doing my own seminars and live events, which is a big undertaking. I mean, before you sell your first ticket, you, you rent a room, you got to guarantee X number of rooms at a hotel. I mean, there's a lot of expenses. You don't know if it's going to work. And so that was a, a leap of faith I took a year and a half ago. We have we've had two of them already sold out the first two. My next one's next May in San Diego. But one of the exciting things for me. So that's what I'm excited about on a business level. But one of the reasons I'm excited about it, Tyler, is when I do my wrap up uh, at the end of day two and I give everybody what I call my personal big drivers to success. And I talk about different things, you know, delegation and some business stuff. The last one I share, and this is this is me stepping out and not just being a business guy in front of strangers. Yeah. I talk about the power of giving back and I tell them pretty much the story I just told you. Hmm. Um, and I also, depending on how, and I can judge how it's being received and, and in a way I don't care. I tell that message. But then I was in uh, um, California giving a, sim- a similar talk, kind of the, you know, California's got a little bit different perspective on a lot of things. I'll just leave it like that. Sure. <laughs> but um, I, I, I made a deal and I, I, I told the Lord, I want to share something on my heart, but I'm going to leave it up to you. I'll be on the stage for 70 minutes. And at the last five minutes, I need to know from you if how much you want me to go into this. And I felt he was talking to me. So as I'm talking about tithing and giving back and the power of, you, know, you can't outgive God. And I'd said, listen, if you don't believe in God or you believe in the universe or spirit or vibrations, whatever you believe in, it's a universal law about giving and receiving. Yes. But I, but I described to them, you know, what uh, in general, what we do, and there's three charities and I described them, like I mentioned, good works on this call, but another one is called house of his creation. And it is a uh, local charity that takes, uh, unwed mothers, usually teens who are pregnant, get themselves in trouble. They take them into this um, big home where there's some uh, uh, adults supervision. They help them with school, help them with expenses. The main, the main thing they're doing is helping them have this baby be born, either so they keep it or give it up for adoption. So there's one less um, abortion in this world. Amen. And and I can share that almost anywhere, open and freely. Certainly on a call like this. But when I was yeah. standing in, in Los Angeles and I. I was like, I need to hear from you, Lord. Should I get down this road? And I felt, I almost felt like if you don't, Jim, 
your plane is going to be seriously delayed on your way home. You know? <laughs> Step up, man. And so I shared it, and so many people came up to me and goes, that is so awesome what you do. Hmm. And so I, I shared how we want to see fewer abortions in my business talk. And so yeah. I'm excited about being able to go out and do speeches like that. But, you know, the answer to your question is what I'm most excited about is these dream business academies that I'm doing. And, you know, Jim, as a side note to that, I believe wholeheartedly that we as, you know, just, I mean, here, here's the thing. If Tim Cook of Apple can come out and, you know, talk about being gay, right, which is fine. I mean, I'm totally, if he wants to, that's his, that's his lifestyle and everything. But to say that, hey, this is what I support, this is what I, why can't you, Jim Palmer, or why can't Tyler McCarter, whoever it is out there that's a business person, be willing to take a stand and say, hey, I give to this. This is what I believe right here. This is why I'm doing what I do in my business. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Exactly. And, you know, we talked earlier, and I don't recall if it was at the beginning of our interview or, or, or before we jumped on the, the recorded part. But, you know, um, we need to be stronger in who we are. And we need, I think, Christians, for the most part, are just so polite and, and obedient and faithful, and they kind of sit quiet. Well, we need to step it up a little bit. You know, when I see, um, you know, I don't know, I guess it was last year, the the, um, the first uh, gay player in the NFL, I don't recall his name, but he was celebrated all over the place. He got a call from the President of the United States, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and yet somebody like Tim Tebow, who likes to be into prayer, even on the sidelines, was just, you know, made fun of. And yep. it's like, okay. Okay, that's not allowed. I mean, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. So we need to be we need to be bolder in our faith, and I think I recognize that as a as you know a leader in business. That is one thing that I take to heart. I've written five books. I'm writing yep. my sixth book. I, I thank the Lord. I talk about my faith right there in the book, and I think that's that's just who I am. And again, I think that in a way is is a reason that God is you know blessing me so abundantly is because I I feel like I'm being obedient and sharing sharing the message. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I'm on my website, the successes.biz uh, website. I mean, big bold letters, you know, one of my big call to actions in that, you know, is stop apologizing as a Christian and start winning. And, you know, we can't be this mamsy pamsy Christians, you know, out there and expect to expect to win. You know, uh, the devil's going to kick our butts all day long if we don't start, you know, step under the plate. And, Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Jim, this is great. Well, Jim, do this for me. Um, you know, give a quick plug for actually, you know, your your actual business, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, well, what I mentioned, Dream Biz Academy, you can go to dreambizbizacademy.com, dreambizacademy.com. If you're interested in seeing how I might be able to help you grow your business, you got Dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Either one of those sites will give you a lot of information. You can find me. I'm all over social media. and um, So there you nice. go. Nice. Good stuff. Well, you know, Jim, uh, two, two last questions. Um, if uh, you had one book, you know, I know there's a zillion of them mm-hmm. <laughs> that you could probably recommend. Uh, but if you had one book outside of the Bible that you would love to be able to hand to somebody, what would that be? You know, there's uh, uh, there's so many. And I'm sure everybody goes, oh, think and grow rich and books like that. But <laughs> right. I'm going to tell you an author. is a guy that I met. Um, his name is Frank McKinney, M.C. 
capital K-I-N-N-E-Y, Frank McKinney. He's kind of known as the rock star um, developer. He builds big, huge custom homes down in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. And um, he's a very um, strong Christian. And he wrote a book called The Tap. And it refers to when God reaches down and taps you on the shoulder. Are you going to be open to receiving the message to what he wants you to do? Hmm. Um, it's a very, very cool book. He talks about how his life, you know, how he got to Florida and how he was just, you know, tooling around giving tennis lessons. And his this huge life of success opened up the more he started serving. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing about the tap is it, 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 we need to be alert when, ga- when God taps you, on, taps you on the shoulder or nudges you. I've certainly, you know, what I, what I describe my season of crisis, I think God was tapping me on the shoulder for probably 42 years. And, you know, if, if you don't listen to the taps, he once in a while will take a two-by-four to get your attention. And that's kind of what he did for me. Yeah. And um, so it's called The Tap. It's a very good story because it combines a little business, but it really is a book on how to, how to listen for the signs of what we should be doing to, to up-level our game and our relationship with God. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it, the tap. And, and you know, Success as listeners, I'll have all this actually in the show notes. And uh, obviously Jim's episode will actually be the success, at thesuccessedge.biz backslash 71 uh, for you to find all this and be able to connect with Jim. Uh, Jim, what, what would be the best way to actually for them to connect with you out there on social media if they could? Yeah, I'm really big on Facebook. So just look for Jim Palmer. You can, um, you know, I'm best known as the newsletter guru. Um, so Facebook is, you can just, again, search Jim Palmer newsletter. My handle at Twitter is at newsletter guru. Uh, LinkedIn is just Jim Palmer, but, you know, you'll, I have a profile page. So you'll, you'll quickly find me through either newsletter guru or Dream Biz Coaching and Dream Biz uh, Academy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jim, as our kind of wrap up, uh, this has been phenomenal, by the way, Jim. This is, um, man, just from... It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it really has. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I, you know, outside of, you know, you talking about playing for the audience of one, you know, um, you know, even, you know, the uh, Psalms 4610 that you mentioned uh, earlier, but, uh, you know, just even the whole tithing and giving thing, you know, you're one of the first guests that I've had on the show that has really taken a little bit deeper dive into their giving side uh, from a business standpoint. And, man, I really do appreciate you, you know, taking that deeper dive into that. Can I share one quick thing uh, as an amendment please. to that? Yeah, please. One of the things, and I so as I describe this when I'm speaking, I go, now, if you want what I consider my, my super strategy on that, I call it lock and load. So instead of every Sunday, because your business as an entrepreneur can be cyclical. Let's say on Sunday, if that's when you usually write your checks, let's say you've had a bad week. You might not tithe as much or you might not. So what we do, Stephanie and I, we identify these three major charities that we support in addition to our local church. And we say, we look at the year and say, this this is how much we're going to do. And we have direct withdrawal from our checking account. So even if I've had kind of a crappy week or month, that money's coming out, which actually as an entrepreneur makes me step up and work even harder because that money's coming out. So I consider, look what you want to give and then lock and load and and have it come out automatically. Man, you heard it here, guys. That is great. I love it. (laughs) I love it. That puts the feet to the fire, right? (laughs) Yes, it does. It really does. That's good stuff. Well, Jim, you know, the last question I always like to ask, you know, any guests that I have come on is, you know, let's take a walk together and let's actually go to a coffee shop and let's go sit down with a, you know, a young person, say that they're fresh out of college. All right. They might have been in the corporate working world or maybe they have their own business. They started up maybe for the last two or three years. 
if you could give them, you know, let's say you only had, you know, two or three minutes with them, mm-hmm. what would be one piece of advice that you would want to impart to that young person, he or she? Absolutely. I give the same answer even when I do a lot of business shows, but I, I, I thought about it because I, I figured you would probably ask it to me also. And it just is so um, fitting for this kind of a call and in this audience as well. So what I usually say is um, you will earn significantly more for who you are than what you do. Say it again. You'll earn significantly more for who you are than what you do. Normally when I'm talking in just kind of a, a business sense, that has to do with branding and positioning. So whether you're a, an accountant you can say, well, I had numbers better than the other guy. That's not real flashy. So you have to have some good branding, positioning, why people want to do business with you. But I thought about it, Tyler. I thought that I'm going to use that same thing here because you will earn significantly more for who you are, which is a Christian, you know, a child of God than what you do, because you're even what you do is a skill that God has blessed you with. So remain focused on the Lord because, and, and as a child of God, that's who you are. Um, and and that's what I would say. Man, that is a fantastic. I mean, honestly, you're the first person that has on my show out of all the interviews that I've ever heard, you know, focus on, you know, just actually the person of who you are, not so much about what you do, because obviously the things that you do externally are real easy to see, but not everybody sits there and internalizes and says, I need to develop that my spirit man, right? You know, mm-hmm. of who I am inside and who I am in Christ. You know, versus I need to go and, you know, make more phone calls, right? <laughs> or, or you know, go pound the pavement some more and find some more prospects to go talk to, you know, yeah. whatever it is, right? Do we, have, do we have maybe 60 more seconds? Can I share one thing more? Light it up, baby. Light it okay. up. Light it up, so, you know, I talk with people and I, I do work with some on Christians as well. And they say, you know, my big – the big thing I want to do is share the message of Christ in my business. And I think that's fine, but – I think there's a way to do it where you'll actually have more success. And I want to share a story um, that I heard about uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, and I think it's very appropriate. So I heard him interviewed, and very early on in his career, when he wrote the song Jack and Diane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was originally the way he wrote it. Um, Jack was a, a black football player, and um, Diane was a, a white cheerleader. And the guy at the record company, his brand new record deal, says, "You know, I just want to I love the song, but I just want to change Jack and Diane and take out that interracial part." This was in the late seventies, I guess, when he was first getting started. And he said, "Well, that's my view. That's how I." He, and the record guy said, "Look, it. You can have a hit record and sell tons of records and get very famous, or you can get on your." soapbox and just sell a couple records. What do you want to do? And he said, I thought about it. And he said, you know what? If I sell tons of records, I will have a bigger soapbox and then they will listen to me. So my point in saying that, Tyler, is some people want to just, you know, uh, even have the fact that I'm a Christian and this as part of their business name and things like that. And I'm not saying don't do that. You pray about it, do what you want. But you're going to have a bigger platform like I do. I speak to hundreds and thousands of people all the time. And because of the success I've had, I am now able to share my message to a larger audience. So just keep some perspective when you're trying to figure out how much you want to be talking initially. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And because, you know, I mean, I know that my niche right now is obviously to a Christian in the marketplace here on the success edge. Yet, 
on the other endeavors that I have, other businesses that I have, you know, I'm not sitting there broadcasting or telling people, hey, man, look at me. I'm a Christian. Let's go. Uh, let me lay hands on you. Let me pray for you right now. No, no, <laughs> I mean, no, no, we yep. don't do that. You know, it's, you know, it talks, it's all about just what you go. I go back to what you said earlier is look for an opportunity to serve, right? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what Jesus said to the first to do uh, in any way is to serve first and then they will follow, right? Yeah. I mean, Jim, the way you live your life, the way you run your business may be the only Bible some people will ever read. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Jim, and I, I, I know we, <laughs> you and I, we could talk forever on this right here. But the, the, the amount of people that you serve, okay, it, I'm, I go back to the book, The Go-Giver. I don't know if you've ever read that book. I'm, I'm great friends with Bob Berg. Yeah, great, great man. And, you know, the the audience that you open yourself up to and you serving them gives you that much more influence and that much more of an impact here in this world. And that we don't need to limit ourselves just to only a few. I, as, man, I appreciate you saying that, Jim, and being bold enough to say that, too. Okay, I really do. Uh, and I promise not to say one more thing. So <laughs> I know, I know, we could kind of keep going with all this, Jim. But uh, Jim, thank you so much. Uh, we'll call it a wrap. We'll put a nice, pretty bow on it. And uh, you know, Jim, again, thank you for being on the Success Edge. We really appreciate it, brother. Tyler, it's been my pleasure. God bless you, and, and be bold out there, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate it. Uh, yes. And Jim, we will definitely be bold uh, with our faith and with who we are in Christ out there in the marketplace, because that is what we're all about here on the SEC. But Jim, hats off to you, my brother. I uh, wish you a personal Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you again, uh, SEC. You know, if you want to go and check out everything that Jim was talking about uh, as far as from the show notes and uh, go learn more about his businesses and connect with Jim, go to thesuccessedge.biz backslash 72. And again, you know, Jim, just thanks so much for just being, uh, you know, an open book and being passionate and also talking about tithing and giving. Uh, golly, I mean, that is a subject near and dear to my heart, um, you know, out there that is a key to actually um, just increase, you know, uh, God needs us to increase. And one of the ways to increase is by giving, um, you know, tithes and offerings. And that is one of the roles that we have as believers in the marketplace is to bring back, you know, what we gather up out there in the marketplace called the spoils of warfare, all right, or the exploit that we go and do and bring them back to actually, you know, into the kingdom, Okay. And uh, that is exactly what Jim is talking about. But, um, you know, SEC, actually, that wasn't my... <laughs> Sometimes I make my own self laugh. I mean, is that okay if I say that? But that actually was not my uh, take or my call to action to you guys of what Jim talked about. Um, actually, my thing with Jim, guys, is, you know, I'm going to call it win with, from within. Win from within. And it was actually what he would tell, you know, a young person of, you know, you'll earn more by focusing on who you are uh, than what you do. Uh, most of the time, you know, we get so caught up in, okay, I got to make more sales calls. I got to make more phone calls. I've got to, you know, go pound the pavement more or I've got to, you know, network with so many different people. 
or I've got to, you know, do, 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 you know, and instead, if you will focus on winning from within, and that means actually at this time in, you know, your stage right now, guys, you know, you might be listening to this podcast once a week, man, that is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in each week. But let me tell you something, um, you know, person that, you know, if, if your name's John out there, or if your name's Bill, or if your name's Mary, you know, whoever you are, uh, you know, just listen to me right here. I'm, I'm, I'm coming at you, just you and me right now. And that is this, that a strategy to win from within is your personal quiet time in the morning. Yep. Personal quiet time in the morning, whether that be 15 minutes, whether that be 30 minutes, whether that be just five minutes. But your time that you actually take just a couple minutes and actually, you know, devote to some prayer, obviously it's maybe some uh, praise and worship music, and also uh, reading the Word of God. You know, I would highly recommend, I, I know for me personally this year, I actually uh, jumped on the YouVersion uh, Bible app and uh, subscribe to actually the uh, one-year Bible plan and, you know, read it and actually had it read to me um, because inside that app, you can actually have it read to you. Um, I know that there is actually another app or, excuse me, another podcast out there that actually read the entire Bible to you. And uh, I think that is a phenomenal thing for you to be able to do to start to win from within, all right? And to start that developing that relationship, you know, you might say, man, Tyler, reading the whole Bible might be a little too much. And that's okay. I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do this upcoming year? This upcoming year in 2015, I'm only going to read through the New Testament, okay? That's going to be my focus. I'll probably read maybe Psalms and Proverbs, definitely Proverbs, because that's been a kind of a staple for me. But I'm going to actually do that. I'm actually going to subscribe to that, you know, um, that uh, Bible, um, you know, plan of reading through the New Testament and really kind of digging some into deepness with the actual New Testament. And that is, guys, I tell you, you know, if you want to love God, you've got to love his word. Let me say that again. If you want to love and show that you love God, then you have to love his word. And man, you can't get any better than actually driving down your car and, you know, flipping on, you know, the Bible app or maybe a podcast that actually reads the Bible to you and doing that. Or you might be in your room, uh, in your house, wherever you're at, drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and actually just taking that time to actually read the word. I mean, guys, you can actually just start with just something real simple of actually just reading a proverb uh, every day. You'd read 31 in a month. OK, um, but that is my that is one of my call to actions for you right now. All right. Is that right there? That is a great, great start, SEC, for you to do that. And SEC, I do. Yes, I do have a very, very special announcement. That announcement is actually, yes, we have crested over 15,000 unique downloads for the life of the podcast. Man, 15,000. That, uh, that is some sort of milestone right there, guys. I appreciate it, SEC, you contributing to that. Everyone that is listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in uh, each week to the SEC, to the Success Edge podcast, because this is what we're all about, guys. I mean, honestly, um, you know, since we turned the corner um, in la- this past May, um, honestly, I think uh, we probably have had at least, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm going to do my math right, 
at least a little over 12,000 downloads or greater than that, somewhere in there, 12 to 13,000 downloads uh, since May. All right, because basically when we turned the corner with the Success Edge podcast and actually started taking it serious and actually uh, treating it like a business and being consistent with it, really, and bam, 12,000, all the way now over uh, 15,000 unique downloads in the life of the podcast. That is awesome, guys, and thank you so much for doing it. Now, I will say this, that um, we are going to take a break. Yes, I am actually um, going to be spending some time with my family uh, during the next uh, you know, couple days with, uh, as far as Christmas-wise. So next Tuesday, we will not have a, a regular scheduled uh, episode. We will pick things back up, actually, that uh, second week in January. And that actually will be January the 6th that uh, you can expect the next release on the success edge podcast so you'll actually go through the new year guys without the success edge oh my gosh what are you gonna do just kidding so gang we're over an hour on this episode and uh but man i just had a lot of stuff i wanted to share and i do appreciate mr jim palmer again being on the uh show uh today uh merry christmas guys um again uh, you can go find jim palmer's episode episode 72 at the success edge.biz backslash 72 but merry christmas you know spend some some time with your loved ones some some of your relatives and family members guys give them a hug you know let them know that uh, you love them and obviously you know celebrate uh christ's birth because that is uh that's the reason for the season is uh is jesus christ is why we actually do this and what we do But uh, gang, love you guys, and literally, we're going to catch you guys on the other side of next year. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting thesuccessedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.